as headline. Right, what did I tell you was going to happen on this very fucking stream? Right? That UKIP's uh, approach to the European elections, guys, was not the fucking play. Uh, Jared Batten uh, has killed the party. It's over. You may as well just erase all of that, what little brain power you use to store knowledge of the UK Independence Party. Just erase it. They're irrelevant now. Um, you know, and, and I told you the, 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 the reality was... I, right, he went for the cheap eyeballs play, and he said, let's get Paul Joseph Watson there. He's got a lot of YouTube followers. I don't have a problem with Paul Joseph Watson, actually. I think I'm probably supposed to. Um, I think uh, he definitely isn't a journalist. He's a polemicist. I hate the way that when he gets something right... And people criticize him. He goes, oh, look, let's shut down journalism. Imagine my shock. And then when he gets something wrong, he goes, huh, but I'm not a journalist, libtard. And it's like, Paul, you, you can't you can't have your fucking cake and eat it like that, right? You're one thing or the other. So I hate that about him. But in general, um, I think he, he, he represents uh, somebody that presents... A, 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 a polemicist format uh, to you know from a from a very working class perspective. He seems to me to be a regular working guy, pro probably from a blue collar background uh, in Manchester. I have no idea if any of this is true. That's how it feels to me. Um, so I don't really have a problem with him. Um, he's got multiple things incorrect. But remember, I don't consider him a journalist. I don't hold him to a journalistic standard. He's a YouTuber. He's a polemicist. He he makes arguments on, uh, you know, he makes he makes YouTube videos that go, look how silly this thing is. Imagine my shock. Where? And he does that, right? And that's fine. You know, and, and at that, he's very good. But bringing him into a political party was, was, was uh, absurd. Is it Sheffield? Sorry, my bad. Um, You're not even a real journalist. I haven't been to Sheffield in a long, long time since the days I used to go to late night, late night curry house, Balti King, and get the fucking slop they would serve there after a fucking uh, night out in, in one of the many nightclubs. Um, anyway, um, so bringing Paul Joseph Watson in is a good idea if you want eyeballs, but like making him directly affiliated with the party, he's a very divisive figure, not a smart play. Then you have Dankula. I got a lot of love in my heart for Count Dankula. Obviously, again, I think it's weird that people are saying, oh, you must hate Dankula too then. No, uh, who did his first fundraiser, guys? Let me tell you about that, by the way. Um, huh. People don't even know this, I don't think. Let's go back to the mainstream a second. Let's let's go go back to big big head rich. Because um, I don't think I've ever told this story. So when I heard about Dankula and um, his situation with the, the whole pug. Because you remember we covered the story on the fucking podcast. We covered the story on the podcast. A man being investigated by the police it was back then. For teaching his dog to do uh, um, Pavlovian response to you know you want to get the jews you know i'll use the word get um instead of the word he did use um and uh we were like well that's just a ridiculous waste of police time that's not gonna fucking right so that was exactly people in the chat remember it that, like fuck that's a long time ago that was a long time ago but then when i heard about it that he was literally being prosecuted with a hate crime 
I was like, that's fucking crazy. Now, I was working at Turner Sports, and um, I, I I reached out to Dankula, and I said, dude, like, is there anything I can do to help, right? Because this is, this is some bullshit. And Dankula basically said, like, no, 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 it's all good. It's just, like, my appeal's, like, super expensive, and I don't know what's going on, but I'll probably just go to prison and just take it on the chin. So I said, like, and, and, and he'd publicly said he didn't want to do a fundraiser because he was prepared to go to jail for the principal. So I set up the initial fundraiser. I think he did another one after that. But I set up the very first one. I met some people. Um, I have no idea about their political affiliations, but I had to sort of interact with them, do the rounds. They wanted to do live streams to promote it because it was content for them. There was a guy called Wizard of Cause. I, 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 I went on his stream. I met somebody called Queenie. Um, um, who, uh, who's like a Latino, you know, they, they, it was basically like the tier two of the, uh, 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 of the, um, skeptic world, basically. Um, we were doing stream scan and I was out there doing all of this. Now, the problem with me doing that at the time, setting up that fundraiser was I'm working at a TV company in America and somebody told the bosses, Richard is doing a fundraiser for an anti-Semite. My fucking boss was Jewish, for fuck's sake. So, they basically, they they basically said, like, Richard, what's all this about you doing this fundraiser for a guy who's facing a hate crime charge? And I went, no, 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 it's like a free speech issue. Like, uh, we don't have the constitution in Scot you know in the UK or even in Europe we don't have a first amendment it's a first first amendment issue um and i'm just raising some money but they 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 were they were unbelievably like this is terrible this is like really bad if the media gets hold of this like we'll have to denounce you like so that when, as soon as we hit the target, I can't remember what the fuck it was, like 12,000 or 15,000 pounds. As soon as we hit the target, I shut down the fucking fundraiser, told everyone to fucking stop promoting it, that it was gone, and just sent Dankula the money. And then never spoke about it again, because, like, I literally, again, remember, if I lose, if I lose my job, um, I lose my visa, I have to go back to the UK. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable, so... Um, and it was a very awkward fucking conversation. It was a very awkward conversation. You guys will never know how awkward it is to have a Jewish guy say, what is funny about this? And it's a Holocaust joke. And you have to be like, well, it's not, I, I don't find the Holocaust funny. But, but I, I, I find the joke about the dog funny. I think it's funny. I think what he tried to, like, I'm one of the people who, I won't even say, a lot of people hide behind that the joke wasn't funny. They go, oh, well, it wasn't funny, but who's to say what's funny? I think it was funny. I think what he did with the pug was funny. And the point, the joke is at the expense of Nazis. It's not, you know, so... <laughs> um... It, like, I found the video funny. There's a, there's a video of me laughing at it. You know, I, I'm not going to walk it back and deny it. But imagine having that conversation with somebody who's more senior to you and Jewish and you have to explain. No, no, no. Obviously, I'm not anti-Semitic, obviously. But I do find the joke funny. 
Um, and regardless of whether I did or I didn't, it's not a hate crime and no one should go to prison for that. And I'd expect an American to understand this more than any other nationality or person in the world. Um, so it was tough. So I, I, I risked my fucking TV job to do the fundraiser for fucking Marcus. And, um, people were messaging me going, oh, you fucking hate, you hate Dank, you know, and you hate Sargon. Like, motherfucker, like, do you realize what I risked? To do what was right? But whatever. Anyway. Um, so I like Dankula. But again, um, as I showed you on the stream, he's an eloquent, he's a surprisingly eloquent speaker. He's got a good natural charm. He's funny. He's everything Sargon isn't. <laughs> um, Sargon just has an aura about him. Like, just strikes you as, like, really smug and self-serving and not as smart as he thinks he is and actually unfunny like anti-comedy like like he's the nerdy one in the fucking group who makes the joke after two other jokes like you go down the line and he says a joke and he riffs on the joke and she riffs on the joke and then you get to sargon and he tells his joke and it kills the conversation dead that's pretty much every time sargon opens his mouth by the way so I didn't have a problem with that, but again, probably this wasn't the dude that you wanted to fucking bring into the fold, uh, you know, based on all the problems he had. And then obviously Sargon was a disaster. Um, so we had the European elections and Jared Batten's party loses all of its MEPs at European elections as support for UKIP completely collapses let me just put into context what that actually means why that's bad because in 2014 just five years ago it topped the voting figures in the european parliament it, it topped all it, it was it was the top people were so all about getting away from europe and everything else that UKIP was at the top in 2014. Five years later, with new leadership, obviously no Nigel Farage, who's now with the Brexit party, who cleaned up in these European elections, as you'll see when I get to the graph, um, or the chart. Um, but even the leader himself lost his seat. And he'd held on, and he's, he's had that for 15 years. Like, UKIP, the UKIP party is dead. It, it, like, look, let me just show you. It took just 3% of the fucking vote. Just look at this shit. Here are the UK European elections, right? The Brexit party, by the way, and this is delicious because, um, I am not pro Brexit. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, Richard Lewis is a Brexiteer. Absolutely not. Uh, again, go back and look at, uh, unfiltered. Uh, episodes from the time when we were talking about brexit i said 
I think uh, trying to uh, you know extricate yourself from the European Union, whatever the reasons, will be an economic disaster. I've looked at the economic models. It's on that basis. I don't think Europe's ideal, but once you start getting into uh, trade agreements and freedom of movement and freedom of labor, um, it's going to cause a lot of problems that I don't think we fix uh, without us hurting for the next 10 years. And we already have austerity measures in place in the UK. It's so even if it was even if it was right to get out of the EU, it's the wrong time. That was my stance always from the beginning, always from the moment it was an option. But what you might have to start considering if you are a Remainer, if you're a journalist, if you're the BBC, is turns out a lot of people do want Brexit. It's just how it is. Remember, none of this had to happen. Let me just explain as a primer for you. When, right, so first of all, people were saying we should, uh, we should leave the EU. And David Cameron, who was uh, our prime minister at the time, like said, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. Who really knows? probably should have a referendum about it and the people went yes let's have a referendum and a referendum is basically a vote to test the waters on what people are thinking and feeling right and then you know all the polling data was coming back yeah actually a lot of people want brexit but not enough to actually force you to trigger a brexit you wouldn't have to leave you wouldn't have to leave so david cameron apropos of nothing didn't have to do this said tell you what fuck it then not only will we have the referendum we'll do it proper and we'll we will whatever you guys want in the referendum we'll actually adhere to we'll have a vote on it if the referendum comes up this way right so he didn't have to do that you don't have to do that referendums aren't legally binding binding at all you just don't even have to ever do that. But he was so confident it would end the discussion once and for all. That's what they did. And guess what? Right? People, people, the referendum said, yeah, we need to have a vote on this. We need to have a vote on whether we have a Brexit. So he went, all right then, fine. Let's have the vote. Let's do it. Got another lifeline. Let's have another vote. Right? But this time, remember, I'll stick to this, motherfuckers. If this vote comes in, we're Brexiting, for real. And I remember I was in the UK at the time, right? I was fucking there, talking to all my fucking homies. And, you know, my um, you know my, my boy Mick McGee from fucking Scotland. Sorry, I missed your Skype call the other day. If you catch up on the VODs, I know you watch this shit sometimes. Because I ain't seen you in fucking years and I miss your ass. And my boy fucking Gara Woodo, the best living writer in the world. And, you know, all my other crew from fucking Wales. We were all of the same mind. We were like, right... Like, we were just trying to fucking stick it up the conservatives. There's no way Brexit happened. And, and to, it happens. And to begin with, we were watching the results come in, having a few beers. And I know it's sad, but when you're a boomer, you do this. You get your mates round for elections, and you put on the 24-hour news, and you sit there drinking. And you go, ooh, look, uh, you know, the, the fucking Cornwall... Cornwall seats gone to Labour. Ooh, ooh, have a drink, you know. And you, it's just pathetic. But anyway, it was. It looked like. It just looked like, you know. Yeah, there was going to be some protest voting, but very early on, Remain was way out in front, and it got to like I don't know, two a.m., three a.m., 
something like that. I said to the boys, I'm pretty tired, actually. Like, you can crash on the couch if you want. I'm going to bail and go to bed. And they all went, nah, fuck this, man. You know, it's fine. We're, we're all good. We call, call taxis. Yeah, you know, bro, if I see you next time. Catch you on the flip side, etc. Fucking went to bed. And then I woke up the next day. Turned on the telly with a hangover. And there he is, like, Nigel Farage, big rubber-faced, 52% vote Brexit. I'm like, what fucking happened? Like, what actually happened overnight? I'll never know. I was asleep. It's like the movie Dark City. I don't know. Like, did it just change? Like, it was just over. It was just done. You just had to live with it. So... I even call them my mates. Have you seen this? And they're going, yeah, fuck, it's like Dark City, isn't it, Rich? Fire reference, I agree. Um, so I just stuck with it. But here's the thing. Because while I acknowledge the inherent flaws in democracy, it's still the best thing we fucking got, right? Like, what are the alternatives? <laughs> Trial by combat, you know, like, where are we going to go? If we can't make democracy work, we got real problems. Like, obviously, no one likes dictatorships. No one likes tyrannies, you know? If you don't have democracy, like, I don't know what the next best thing is. And yeah, democracy has some mad flaws. You are beholden to the whims of the stupid. And a lot of people think that's what happened with Brexit. Maybe it's true. But I just said, well, we better have a Brexit then. And for years, I've had to listen to the nonsense about how, oh, but this was different. First it was, oh my god, can you believe what's happened in our country? The Nazis have won. Wait, you're telling me that... <laughs> right. Let's just analyse the behaviour of actual Nazis. Didn't the actual Nazis want to, like, take over the world and have one centralised government that controlled everything? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying... I'm not saying what you think I'm saying, but I'm just saying, I don't think maybe, like, not wanting certain countries to have a say in your fucking political, um, you know, in your political day-to-day -day runnings of your country is supposedly sovereign nation. I don't think that makes you a Nazi, uh, just putting that out there. Um, but okay, fine, uh... This has nothing to do with racism either, if you want to dial it down, because Nazis here... Racists are here, xenophobes are here, yeah, no, and and all of this falls under the uh, umbrella of just you know scumbags. Um, but you know it's not about racism either because it's a legitimate concern that you know we have this situation where first of all collapse of the eurozone has encouraged uh, people within Europe. And they're perfectly free to do so, of course, to move to countries that weren't affected by the euro. The UK being, the, you know, or the collapse of the euro. The UK being the number one of that because we didn't adopt no. the fucking euro. Because this is the other thing as well. Imagine. Been loving the content. Can't wait to see what the next brings. Thanks a lot, man. Good to see you back, buddy. Uh, a well-deserved year. You've, you've been a great sub. I appreciate it. Um. But right, imagine being British and saying, no, I love Europe, me. Well, when we had the opportunity to get rid of our currency and join the EU, how did you feel about that? Well, no, 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 no actually, I want the Queen on my... 
fuck right off. Like, you know what I mean? So you don't love Europe that much. You love it a little bit, you know? You love you love being able to go to fucking Germany, showing a driving license, or get on the Channel Tunnel, and just get out in France, and no one fucking, you know, looks at your ID or whatever. Um, that's what you like. You don't like be fully assimilating into Europe and having, you know, who's this cunt on my money? Who's this Belgian cunt? I don't even know who he is. You didn't like any of that. So you didn't want to adopt Europe whole cloth. You wanted to remain, you wanted to have some identity. So even the people who tell you they love Europe are full of shit, by the way. Um, yeah, oh, we've all had a croissant before. Big fucking deal. You know what I mean? But anyway, so it, it, calling people a Nazi is ridiculous. Saying that it's about racism, well, it's a legitimate concern when you start asking yourself, hang on, what about the people in the EU Freedom of Movement Act uh, but actually don't contribute to the EU in, in a very real and economic sense? And this is, this is something that, you know, look, I, I got no beef with it. I got no issue with it. It doesn't bother me at all. But um, there are a lot of people who will tell you that, like, uh, in certain parts of Britain, in uh, the National Health Service is really fucking overburdened because it, our national health isn't like fucking America where you, you know, where you have a wallet biopsy before they act on you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll pull that bullet out in a second, sir. Let's just have a look. Oh, he's got an insurance card. Right. Save that man. Save that man. He's worth He's worth $300,000. Oh, no, you got that free Obama shit. Sorry, dude. Uh, you're getting a fucking intern at 4 a.m. with a rusty spoon. Um, enjoy bleeding to death. Bye. You know, our, our, our National Health Service actually fucking just looks after people when you, walk in, when you walk in. And they don't ask you where you're from or do you have your papers and do you have an insurance card or anything like that. You know, so when, when, when people move from, like, Bulgaria... Poland, and they come to the UK and start a new life for themselves. Um, if we don't monitor the proportional numbers to a region, and it's all monitored by postcode, the American equivalent of zip code, certain services get overburdened. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. It's not racist or xenophobic to say that. Now, some people, um, some people do use that reality to to cloak racist beliefs, but saying like. Guys, the NHS is massively overburdened. We're in austerity measures and what? We're going to have another, you know, 50,000, 200,000 people come over and, and, and contribute towards that already, uh, rather use that already overburdened system without contributing to that system, um, be, be, you know, because they might not have uh, national insurance numbers and things like this. I don't think that makes you a fucking racist. I don't even think it makes you a xenophobe, honestly. Xenophobes are people who go, I don't want foreigners coming in my country, or, you know, when they do, speak the language, mate, don't you speak English, you know, as if that fucking troglodyte saying that speaks English, right, like, he don't speak the Queens at all, but anyway, they try to portray, they try to portray people who want a Brexit as entirely being about that, again, I remember doing an episode of Unfiltered where I sat down with Destiny, and Destiny went, oh, yeah, but Brexit's happening because British people obviously hate brown people, it's like, wait, dude, colour would never enter brexit it would never come into brexit would never come into brexit at all because the people who were moving to britain uh, and were supposedly putting a burden on the systems were from eastern europe and again that's a hugely that's a hugely debatable area because just to give you the flip side of that particular discussion we are we, we, we're living we, we, people in britain are living longer retiring earlier 
And therefore, we need somebody to put money into the system or everyone's pension's going to collapse. It's like, an e it's like a Ponzi scheme. And that's why we're encouraging immigration, because we need these people to come in. We need to like try and push them into the taxation system, push them, push them into the national insurance system, push them into the banking system, or all your pensions, you, you, specifically you, by the way, um, will all be fucked. That's, that's how it works. That's why the immigration has become important because again we're all living longer we're using more we're, we're you know so we're retiring earlier this is a big problem economically this is just standard economics pretty much every argument about brexit that i heard from the few people i knew who were pro brexit was economic i'd never heard anyone say to me like yeah well what about syria rich and I, no, never happened. Yeah, well, these bloody Eastern Europeans. Never heard that neither. What I did hear was, look, Britain is fucked. It's overcrowded. We've got a housing crisis. We've got austerity measures. We've got more people homeless than we've had in years. We've got more people using food banks than we've had in decades. Like, we got problems. We need to fucking just slow shit down, fix that, and then go, hey, come to the British utopia. That was an argument I heard a lot. And frankly, I don't think it makes you a racist to make that argument. Anyway, um, when they realized that demonizing people who'd voted for Brexit wasn't going to actually do anything, when the Gary Linekers of this world and the J.K. Rowlings of this world and the fucking, you know, um, you know, uh, the independent uh, journalists of this world and the Guardian Independence, when they all shut the fuck up, they then decided to say, hey, guys, this this election shouldn't count we figured it out and you're like well why is that then why what what has actually happened is it russian interference by any chance by the way there, there was a brief period of time where people were saying the russians had uh, triggered brexit through a misinformation campaign go look that up it's hard to believe but yeah we did it in britain too um was it the russians no but didn't didn't farage lie about that bus thing and didn't the uh, leave party lie and weren't there a, and didn't boris johnson lie and weren't there a lot of lies and you go yeah it's an election what's the premise here that every election before it where there has just been wall-to-wall -wall lies as a matter of course because politicians lie sorry didn't want to trigger you Every politician lies. They lie to you all the time. Yeah, sorry. Um, so the argument now became the, 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 the vote to trigger Brexit was the only election where we'd ever had lies. Let that sink in and sit in your brain. And therefore, because of that, we need to have a revote. And then they just pushed that for, what, two years are we at now? It's like, guys, lying in an election right is definitely a problem but it happens all the time <laughs> so why is this the one time that it's gone too far so anyway the bottom line was for, for years we have the, the mainstream media have now peddled this myth that actually people who voted uh, for brexit um uh regret it all of them Young people don't vote for Brexit. It's just boomers. 
this is also a provable lie if you look at the demographics um there's a there's a about it's something like out of all people polled it's it's about a 40 60 split actually 40 uh, in favor of brexit in that 18 to like 25 demographic or whatever um and that if we had a re-election today brexit wouldn't happen <laughs> that, that's what we've told in fact let me just show you a piece of uh classic uh propaganda um um i'm sure you guys uh um have heard of lbc radio right um and lbc radio has uh, a dude on it uh called um james o'brien and james o'brien uh is a person that i actually you know i i don't have any particular huge uh, uh problems with um I, i'm pro i probably should dislike him like here, here's the reality um he's a great radio host like just a this is just an aside that, that'll bore you to tears but indulge your media fucking guy um when you're a uh, right when you're a tv personality you're actually if you're a big personality it actually helps to like kind of dial it down a little bit because you've got body language you've got presentation you have a visual component to what you do what james o'brien does is primarily on the radio so actually you get away on the radio of having a much bigger personality the way you talk the way you punctuate things the way you make arguments it's an it, it's an audial you know medium so it makes sense but the problem you have now is that nobody does radio where you don't see the guy and unfortunately james o'brien uh, gets a lot of criticism because he's got this very smug uh face you know he, he's he looks smug and condescending he can't help himself if you didn't see that you'd probably like james o'brien a lot more than than, than um than what you would do ordinarily but anyway i don't mind him but the one thing that has been insufferable if you listen to lbc radio if you listen to james o'brien is he's been banging on about brexit for ages and what he would do it's again there's some parallels here with destiny you know you get a moron on right and your surface knowledge of a topic and ability to like just string coherent sentences together make you look like a genius by comparison and um, that's what james o'brien would literally do he'd get a brexiteer on and he would sit there and go right with all with, with with a researcher in his ear and all of the information in front of him on a laptop meanwhile you know you've got john driving a white van would call in on his lunch break and go yeah well you know the, the thing is james mate we, you know we fucking we, we're going to be better off when we're out of brexit in it and he go well have you actually seen the latest uh, figures about this and have you seen how actually it's going to devalue the pound and the latest economic models present that it's going to knock uh, you know three trillion pounds uh, over the next 10 years off the uh, gdp and he's got that in front of him right and he would say that and people listening on radio going oh he's getting murked john from humberside is getting murked right and james o'brien would sit there with his like piggy me face and yeah so you don't even get it do you well anyway you what you have to remember is right that fucking um there's a lot of uh contrivance and artifice that goes on in radio and tv reality tv 
it's one of the biggest violations of the trade description act it's not reality it's a manufactured reality uh if you've ever worked on a reality tv show or seen one being filmed they cut bits out they refilm bits you know like so they do like you know they, they bring in act, like actors to fake reactions and the guy reacting doesn't know it's an actor but they want to see what would happen and they tell you all it's real and it's no different on things like question time where people in the audience are plants and they stand up and they ask questions and you're like wait a fucking minute where's that come from that's a little bit too perfect there was this one example i wanted to show you from lbc and from james o'brien um that that is just so pathetic uh because this is a guy who was banging on about brexit and how brexit was bad and how brexit is was stupid and he did this bit very like like uh not not that long ago where a guy came on and basically like was going oh i'm he, like full crying and saying oh i've been tr i've been tricked and oh, i can't believe i've ruined my country and james is going listen mate you know like the fucking robin williams scene out of uh fucking goodwill hunting it's not your fault it's not your fault you're just stupid you were lied to it's not your fault and it's just so pathetic and obviously contrived and obviously fake and basically planted to help peddle this fucking myth it immediately leapt out to me as incredible propaganda um but anyway i'll i'll, I'll play it to you now uh it's on the lbc um um site and uh brexit voter breaks into tears as he apologizes for back and leave like you'll fucking love this guys how how, how absolutely Bill's an exmouth bill what would you like apology? to say Actually, James, I owe you an apology, my dear fellow. Oh, I, I, I was wrong. Come on. I was wrong. I was wrong. That's why I've been doing what I've been doing for the last two and a half years. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I accidentally skipped that. Fuck that oh, play. Well, terrible. Know, for, some so for some reason, for some reason, for some reason. Go on, go on. Right, let's just this whole thing. Actually, James, I owe you an apology, my dear fellow. Oh, I, I, I was wrong. Come on. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that... Um, you know, I, you know, I'm an old-fashioned get, really. I suppose. Oh, I, 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 We've spoken you know, before. I, yeah, we've spoken before. Yeah. You know, and uh... right. So imagine this. Um, don't be suspicious of this, guys. We've got a guy who's called in before with the completely opposite view and um, probably had a call, you know, like one of those where it's like, oh, James O'Brien dunks on Brexiteer. He's gone away. He's had to process the attention and how that's impacted in his daily life and how his friends have been ribbing him and how his family's been ribbing him and how he might get the piss stuck out of him at work. And yet here he is later on. He's decided to call back and completely recant all of his statements. What possible reasons could there be for that? Anyway, just watch how fucking contrived it gets guys it's it's pretty wild do you know what you are right i was wrong I was going to, for some reason for some reason for some reason for some reason i thought we were better off and clearly i was wrong well don't beat yourself up Bill, mate listen to all the people that told you we would be i've, I've spent the whole morning telling they've, they've been whispering in your ear not well, just for two and a half years for 30 years i was wrong i am so sorry oh bill mate come on what have I done to my country? So sorry. Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah. Right, isn't this the fucking, like, Remainer fantasy? Isn't this the Remainer fantasy, like, played out and made real? Like, it's just a w Remainer wet dream. This is, like, absolute grade-A bullshit, by the way. 
It is so. Oh, oh, I don't know. I can't reach James. You were all along. You remain us were right all along. <laughs> it's fucking pathetic. 17.4 million people. You can't take all the blame on your own shoulders, my friend. Come on. And look at the effort. These people are billionaires. They own the Ritz bill. They own the Daily Telegraph. They wouldn't have spent all that money and put all that effort into trying to persuade you to act against your own interests if they didn't think it was plausible. I'm not going to let you blame yourself, Bill. All right? Well, well, no. Well, blame yeah, them, Bill. Blame them, Bill. Do not blame you yourself. Know. I'm sorry, James. Don't be bye sorry. Bye. Be, be angry. All right? And if you're not angry yet, I'll get angry on your behalf. That, that right there. That's why I've been doing what I've been doing for the last two and a half years. Totally genuine, guys. Totally genuine. Totally genuine. Don't worry about it. It's totally genuine. That one guy crying, uh, t that's why I've been doing what I've been doing, right? And, and misrepresenting Brexiteers and people who voted for Brexit and the whole Brexit argument and demanding we do it again. That's why. That's why. I'm, I'm, look, I'm James O'Brien. I'm above reproach. I'm ideologically pure. I'm better than you. And, and, and that's why I've been doing what I've been doing. Now, isn't that amazing? And, um, uh, you know, it, 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 there's shit like this out there all the time. For, for you know, the whole main, you know, the, 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 the state apparatus in Britain, which lest we forget, mainstream media, that's a, that's a misnomer because that makes it sound like you have government and you have mainstream media and they're completely separate entities and the media still is capable of being the fourth state. Oh, only when it suits them. Let's call it what it is. And again, Richard, wow, you're being a bit of a radical socialist here. Oh, you know, I have my moments. State apparatus. The apparatus of the state, the media is indeed a state-controlled apparatus, especially in Britain. Especially in Britain. Like, where the license fee is a tax that is approved by government and can be taken away anytime by government. Are you really telling me that all this supposedly fucking independent media that's out there it doesn't count out at the government. I'll re repeat it again. I will always stand by this quote. Tony Benn, one of the best, greatest socialist politicians in Britain. A man who, during a time when we had stockpiles of coal and we were going through a recession and elderly people couldn't afford coal to keep themselves warm, right? And they were dying, freezing to death in Britain in the 80s. Tony Benn stood up and he said... Why don't we just give the elderly some coal? We got we got huge stockpiles of it over there. And he was laughed at by every other fucking politician. I saw that great man speak before he passed away. Right? Tony Benn said, In Britain, we don't need the KGB. We have the BBC. That's all you need to know about the state apparatus. But they've been pumping this fantasy out for fucking years. The fantasy... That, oh, every Brexiteer is going to have his moment of awakening. Like that subreddit on, you know, Trump Gret or whatever it's called. People who regret voting for Trump. And it's literally probably the same 50 incels making new accounts going, I can't believe I voted for the orange man. You know, who gives a fuck if you regret it or not? You, nothing's permanent. You didn't vote an emperor for life. They don't take votes. You voted for a person, they're in power for a bit, and then shit changes again, you get another vote. Calm the fuck down. Anyway. 
let's get back to these UKIP elections because the whole point of what I'm trying to say here is that if these European elections show us anything, right? And I think they do show us something, is that there are a lot of fucking people in Britain who don't regret Brexit and definitely want Brexit to happen. And this is demonstrated by, let me put this in context, okay? In the European elections, for the results that were declared at the time of the publication of this article, right? And this represents a pretty broad spectrum, by the way, of European seats across Britain in the northeast, the, the, the east of England, in London. Now, northerners and southerners have got nothing in common in England. Nothing. Wales. The Welsh ain't got nothing in common with the southerners. A little bit in common with the northerners. Miners mainly. The Midlands. Midlands ain't got nothing in common with none of us. <laughs> right? Yorkshire. There used to be a sketch by Harry Enfield where he used to play t Yorkshireman. And he would walk in and he'd go, oh, I'm a Yorkshireman, me. I say what I like and I like what I bloody well say. That's everyone from Yorkshire in a nutshell. These are diverse groups within Britain. There is, right, and yet what is the common thread we can determine from these European elections? People like the idea of Brexit. 29 seats for a political party that just started, that just has like Nigel Farage, Anne Widdicombe, you know, sure, there's some brand name recognition then. But wait, weren't people throwing milkshakes at Nigel Farage? That, you know, and all the papers were like yucking it up. <laughs> Nigel Farage, scared of a milkshake. Listen, I think if you're a politician, you're probably going to get egged. I remember when fucking John Prezza Prescott right hooked that fucking cunt who fucking threw an egg on him. And I remember saying that's a goddamn disgrace and politicians should hold themselves to a much higher standard. But then again, looking back, pretty fucking funny. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'll, 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 say, I'll say this. Um, the, the people who are saying, take a milkshake on the chin, are missing the point. Because fortunately in Britain, we don't have a gun problem. Because <laughs> if we did... We're not laughing about milkshakes. Uh, we're, 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 well, I mean, no one should be laughing, but I'm sure that the, the anti-Brexiteers and, and the anti-Farage and the people who think there's Nazis under every bed in every, part, you know, country and uh, and, and that, that, that it's not just like 10,000 people worldwide like LARPing because they're fucking losers. Um, people would probably be laughing if Farage had had his fucking head domed. I mean, that's the crazy thing. And if I can get close enough to you to throw a fucking milkshake at you and it hit your clothes, I can get close enough to throw acid on you and burn your face. I can get close enough to you to throw a fucking grenade and kill you and a bunch of other people. I can get close enough to activate a suicide vest. Oh, wait, you mean it shows that his security detail isn't all that great? Probably worth thinking about by the fucking way. Probably worth thinking about why you sat there going, <laughs> milkshakes, <laughs> just saying. I mean, and I laugh at it too, right? But just be grateful we're not, we, we live in little quaint England where you get arrested for having a spoon or, a, or do six months in prison for having a potato peeler like that guy in Scotland. Just be grateful because if this was the Middle East, if this was America, someone would have died. 
just saying um whatever 29 percent for a brand new political party then let's just have a look the next one down the lib fucking dems the liberal democrats jesus christ the lib dems haven't been politically relevant i don't even know i think the last political party I ever campaigned on behalf of was the Lib Dems. When I got when I got tired of Blair's Labour, when I realised when I realised New Labour was New Danger, and I woke the fuck up. I think I did one campaign in Newcastle where I was handing out flyers and doing door to doors for the Lib Dems, and then when we ended up having the new labor guys again and and having to deal with uh, you know the aftermath of uh, you know. We're still looking for those weapons of mass destruction and nobody charged them with war crimes. I was like, you know what? Politics is a rigged game, guys. <laughs> it's actually a rigged game. Hmm. So yeah, sorry, that's not even the percentage. That's number of seats. My bad. 29 seats. That's crazy. That is crazy for a brand new political party. Then you have uh, the Lib Dems. 15 crazy they're they are a non-relevant political party domestically who even heard about them on the european election trail seriously does anyone remember reading a series of like articles about the lib dems policies and how they were going to take the european parliament by storm the brexit party and the lib dem party have absolutely benefited from the fact that people are so disgusted by the conservatives in particular and labor and they don't trust the party i mean shit i haven't even thrown into the equation theresa may's tears oh do you have to resign for being fucking incompetent you stupid fucking cunt you diet thatcher you couldn't even be a mean bitch properly are you crying for yourself didn't shed a single fucking tear for anybody who died in fucking greenfell i said grenfell you didn't shed a fucking tear uh well i mean shit man how far back do we have to go what about when you were the uh, home secretary and you were uh you know slashing police enforcement to the bone and you actually played an indirect role in the ariana grande fucking bombing what about that what about that, eh? Yeah, no tears then. Didn't see your tears then. With dead fucking kids. Didn't see then. Uh, a, a terrorist attack that could have been stopped if we had community policing, which we can't afford anymore because of policies you passed before you were fucking prime minister. But you cry for yourself, dear. Oh, oh God. Woe is me. Just like Thatcher, by the way. Oh, you're all fucking tough. You're all tough. The lady's not for turning. What about that other quote she said? I think a woman, or was it a politician, is like a tea bag. You don't know their strength until they're in hot water. But you all cry for yourselves, don't you? You all fucking cry for yourselves when it's over. Fuck you. That's a good point. Maybe we will go to the Manchester Evening News. If it gives uh if it gives a more detailed breakdown wait that's pretty funny yeah i got you i got you good old manchester evening news that that well established publication the, the benchmark for british journalism um so anyway 
can I can I accept the cookies? Is that possible? Thank you. Um, so anyway, I haven't even gotten to that fucking shit show. But people are so fucking disgusted with the uh, conservative party that they just had no chance here. They don't trust them to even deliver a fucking Brexit. Like, look at this. 29 seats. Lib Dems. Lib Dems. 16. Labour, 10. Green, 7. Conservatives, 4. Right? But then, when you come down here, right, and you see UKIP, <laughs> oh, fucking hell, UKIP, man, just ahead of Tommy Robinson by himself. Tommy, 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 go Tommy, Tommy, idiots, um, then just ahead of Change UK. Right? And then just look at this. The English Democrats. And then just Mohammed Aslam down at the bottom. Don't even know who the fuck he is. But anyway. People just sick and tired. Sick and tired of the Conservatives. Look at the fall off. Like, by the way. Don't trust Labour to deliver no fucking Brexit. On any level. Uh, don't trust Corbyn, Hamas loving Corbyn to, to uh, fucking deliver you anything on Brexit, right? He's not down for that. Like, we got real problems. No one wants to do the things the people have voted for in Britain. Imagine that world. In America, it would have triggered a civil uprising, 100%. 100%. Just imagine a world where you have a vote and it passes and then the, the standing government goes... Yeah, we're not going to do that, actually. Sorry. We we thought you were smarter than that. Silly us. And for two years, they keep talking about how, yeah, we'll get a deal, we'll change it, we'll change it. You, still, you just don't want to do it. You still wanna... The Americans would be up in fucking arms, quite literally, about it. So anyway, Richard, um, you know, this, this is the, uh, this is the uh, European MEP elections. Uh, the Brexit party, um, you know, who are only six weeks old, uh, take a third total of the vote. Um, they're out in front. People need to start talking about the, why people want Brexit. Start analysing why people want Brexit. Start publicising why people want Brexit. Stop trying to cover up and call all the people who are like pro-Brexit morons. Like, here's the fact. Maybe they are morons. But like, if you want to fucking change hearts and minds, you can't keep calling them morons. You, at this point, guys, you're going to have to wake up to the fact that maybe they feel a certain way that you don't. Anyway, that isn't what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was the, oh, the chef's kiss, right? Sargon, okay? <laughs> He's such a meme. He's such a tubby meme. I can't deal with it. Like, I can't deal with it, right? Well, I have to say... <laughs> you do oh he's such a meme right so let's just be absolutely clear with what happened let's be absolutely clear with what happened right you kip we're gonna take back the fucking paradigm and, and so we're gonna do we take back power change the paradigm push back against political correctness all this other stuff you know 
pick and choose your plot points. Let's get a Brexit. Let's do this. Let's do that. Failed universally. Went from having the majority of seats in the European fucking elections to none. Uh, literally a fat fucking zero. Um, sorry if that triggers you. Uh, and and just universal failure. And just before we listen to Sargon's fucking floundering excuses and revisionist history. Let me just show you somebody who, absolutely, this is this, like, again, it just shows the difference between the two of them. Dankula, he did some tweets, right? And I, 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 can't, uh, I can't disagree with what he tweeted. I thought this is how you handle it. You know, it was, it probably, obviously he was never going to win, but was just trying to make a difference, trying to do his thing. He never grandstanded. He actually made some good points, did some good speeches, used his own personal situation to talk about how laws are changing in Europe and hate speech laws are coming in and you shouldn't do it. And he goes, look, I was fourth in the list in UKIP in Scotland and I knew from day one I wasn't going to win, which is why I joked about it so much. I'm just taking more joy in the fact that leave completely pumped you all in the elections and just salty tears bring me joy. I could act like a Remainer and demand that the government appease me. Maybe we could go back and forth with several bad deals to give me a soft MEP seat or maybe we could have another more informed vote or maybe I'll just play video games because that's democracy. Despite making jokes for months and a joke on how me getting 80% of the Scottish vote was totally doable, I am still getting tears in my mentions. I simply mentioned that they got fucked by the Brexit party too and they lose their shit. Haha, <laughs> you lost, so did you. <laughs> that's it, that's all you need to say by the way. That's all you need to say and that's it man. That's just straight panther, straight fire, how can you not like the guy? Now, I prepare you guys. Um... Let's do, let's do Sargon, eh? This video is ridiculous. Well, I have to say. Right. You don't have to say anything, Carl. That's been your problem for a long, long time. Right. First of all, let me tell you about the title of the video. Oh. In fact, I'll tell you what, right? Let me, um, I, I need, a, I need, a I need more booze for this. This is going to be too much. This is going to be too much, so I'm just going to go get some ice, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll be right back, okay? Like just, and we'll watch this video. All right, let's fucking do it. Uh, like you, you guys aren't ready for this, by the way. Like I, I'm telling you, you guys aren't ready. I know that a lot of people, for some reason, thought that UKIP were going to do all right in this election. <laughs> oh god i'm pretty sure actually that most people were telling jared batten he doomed the party that nigel farage was telling him you've doomed the party um that you were losing and hemorrhaging support that everybody was telling him his strategy of bringing in controversial youtubers who don't know the first thing actually about the mechanics of politics to the point where they don't even know if meps can pass policy or not a question that could be answer answered by a simple google search i'm pretty sure actually most people <laughs> um, didn't think it was a good idea, and most people who were UKIP supporters uh, didn't think it was a good idea. You see, politics, actually getting someone's ass off a fucking seat to go and tick your name in a fucking ballot box and do it, it is a very difficult thing to do. You have to stand for something actually that matters to them. 
and all those fucking dumb fucking comments in your youtube channel and all the dumb comments on twitter and all the dumb comments on reddit where you think you have a fan base dude it, it these people were never gonna go out and vote for you they, they they they're gonna be laughing at fucking mr medica's video about you in a few hours uh none the this is not how you change the world my dude right okay anyway let's just listen to the excuses some of these are brilliant and i have to say i'm sure that i made it clear that we weren't going to there was no beating nigel farage at this point and there was no point even trying to beat him interesting revisionist history because um pretty much at every step of the way on the campaign trail i've seen you say how vitally important it is that you're out there campaigning and that you believe you can win and you believe that you do have support and actually that people aren't going to put up with your uh the, the mainstream media's smears and political correctness anymore but now you're saying actually as soon as farage entered the race uh it was it was game over for you kip that's interesting he is Mr. Brexit. In this country, he is the face of Brexit. In the midst of the Brexit betrayal by the Conservatives, leading a party called the Brexit Party. It's no wonder he did so well. And congratulations to him. I hope he delivers Brexit. I really do. I am pig sick of talking about Brexit. Says the YouTuber, who was, who was probably made close to a dozen videos about the topic over the past two years, and benefited greatly from uh, the content generated by the whole Brexit discussion. It is honestly the last issue that I want to deal with at this point, which is why when we were on the campaign trail, so little of what we actually talked about revolved around Brexit. There are other issues at hand. It's interesting, really, because if you'd read the room, one of the biggest topics of discussion wasn't my YouTube channel, my Patreons, my PayPal. So as soon as you stepped into the arena of politics, your thoughts actually become somewhat moot. And you have a uh, responsibility, even if only what, a cynical one, to get elected, to tap into what the electorate potentially want. You treated this entire tour of Britain as a fucking vanity exercise uh, and you made yourself look like a fool and you got clowned at the ballot box because of that but when you're leading a party called the brexit party and you have various allies from various different political leanings all chipping in to help you it's no wonder that well as Anne Whittacombe put it well I think it's very straightforward the people have once again voted to leave because there was only ever one reason for voting for the Brexit party. We didn't cloud it with any other issues. We said, vote for us if you want a Brexit. Uh, and that is what the nation has done big time tonight. Uh, we've only been around for six weeks. Uh, and so I think what this does is send a very clear message to Westminster again. Crazy Anne Whittacombe, by the way. Um, I, I, I gotta respect this batty old bird. I can't I can't not, honestly, I fucking, there was a time when I used to hate this bitch, but fuck me, she's hung in there, now she's in like a, a fringe political party, like, fuck me, dude, she's, she's been around the block, like, so, whatever, fair fucking play. That if they don't sort out leave, uh, then, you know, at the next general election, both the big parties are going to face carnage. This is a completely true and salient analysis, and if anyone thinks that it's anything else other than Nigel Farage and the Brexit party that has caused the demise of lots of other parties in this country. 
Not just the one I'm associated with, guys. Not just the one I'm associated with. It has caused the demise of lots of political parties. Hasn't. Just you, Kip, got absolutely fucking shafted, you idiots. In the European elections, then they'd be wrong. It's very easy to see why people would have voted for the Brexit party. Had I not been a member of UKIP, I would have voted for them myself. Because I want Brexit to be delivered, and again- I think you still can, by the way. You you, you could have voted for Bre the Brexit party. <laughs> uh, even though you're in UKIP. Just putting that out there, Carl. I mean, you didn't have to tick your own name in a box. And as Anne Whittacombe says, People are fed up that the result of the 2016 referendum has not been implemented three years later. And they're sending a big message to Westminster uh, and saying, you know, we want this sorted out. Now, there was only ever one reason for voting for the Brexit party, uh, and that was to get a Brexit. It's the only reason. And again, I have to completely agree with Anne Whittacombe. There are many other issues on which to vote for other parties, and the Brexit party is not that party. And by God, I hope they get it. I really hope they get it. Because like I said, I'm- Is anyone buying this, by the way? Like, no, I really do. Like, it's like, okay, you get the news that your ex is now with another guy, and, um, and you go, no, I, I really wish them all the happiness in the world. No, I really do. I hope he's long dicking her and, and, and taking her to planes of ecstasy. I never could. You don't think that, you fucking liar. No one thinks that. Just swallow it, dude. Like, fuck me. I'm just tired of Brexit. There are other issues that need to be dealt with. But thank God that the Brexit Party's success in the MEP elections is the shot across the bow that the Conservative Party needed to wake itself up. Boris Johnson is the next likely leader of the Conservative Party after May's resignation, and he has said that the EU election drubbing is a final warning to the Tory party over Brexit, which it clearly is. Mm. Boris Johnson has warned the Conservatives that they've been given a final warning by voters and face a permanent hemorrhage of support if they do not deliver. By the way, if Boris Johnson ends, if that rubber-faced goon from fucking Have I Got News For You... <laughs> ends up as the fucking prime minister oh get me all the way out like i'll burn my fucking passport get me fucking u.s nationality tomorrow i'll suck trump's dick you fucking tell him that you tell him that i'll, I'll do things i'll do things as grosscore said i'll do things you scummy cunts fucking get me as far away from fucking britain as possible that is fucking ridiculous Ridiculous if that's a reality that we have to wake up to one day. Anyway. Correct. That is exactly what's happening. Which is why I do think mm. that if Boris Johnson becomes Prime Minister, and let's be fair, probably best him than someone else, he will allow the clock to run out on Article 50, so come October the 31st, we will just leave deal or no deal. That's the best thing that we can do at this point. Other conservatives are saying the same thing, and one of the few conservatives that I actually respect, Daniel Hannan, has said very much the same thing, and I'm actually really glad he gets, he got to keep his seat, and I'm sure it was on the strength of who he is in, that he managed to do so. He described it as, without question, our worst result as a party ever. 
and suggested that conservative fortunes would be turned around and the threat from Mr. Farage's Brexit party neutralised if the UK did leave the EU. Well, of course. The appeal of a party called the Brexit Party will dry up very quickly <laughs> once Brexit has happened. Yes. And I do genuinely believe that Nigel Farage does actually wish to resign from frontline politics. Oh, I think that yeah, he, he wants to make some real money. And his resignation as the leader of UKIP after the Brexit referendum was evidence of this. But the thing is, Britain is in a time of unprecedented change. Right. I mean, this graph now, now, don't worry, because this all looks like he's given a very balanced and nuanced political take. He really starts whining soon. I, I, you know, you're all going, Richard, like, fucking hell. You really got it in for Sargon. This is perfectly reasonable. Like, he's even saying, he's even congratulating. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's more comedy coming. We're, we're going to watch this. We're going to enjoy this. We're going to sit back, sip some wild turkey. We're just going to, we're going to enjoy I'm going to enjoy. From the BBC shows you how the Conservative and Labour vote share has fallen since the year of my birth until now. Fucking hell, you born in 79? What a boomer. That is a staggering decline. It is about time that British politics changed. We have so many things that we actually need to address that Labour and the Conservatives are either responsible for or afraid of. I'd say example one is political correctness. Here's Nigel Farage denouncing me for my joke. Uh, but frankly, uh, the sooner this election's over with and UKIP closes down, the better it will be. Oh, I, I missed it. Sorry, uh, you caught my eye, S.E. Bont. Yeah, there is a storage problem with nuclear energy, but it's one that's oh, oh, uh, conquerable. It can be, it can be beaten. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a scientist. You don't want me to explain it to you. But uh, shit, uh, I think in, um, I think it. Japanese there's a Japan a Japanese physicist uh does a, a video about this on YouTube I think he's Japanese uh if you go you can just type it in Japanese physicist on nuclear storage uh it should be the first video that comes up go check it out anyway let's just watch him complain about Nigel Farage right this is brilliant because it's like Nigel Farage has done this and he's, he's brought us back to the, and he's done really well and this is Brexit great and I hope they get it and look look I've got an England flag England England and a union jack in the back yeah right right let but now I'm going to complain about Nigel Farage because he had a go at me on the campaign trail which by the way was the only stance to take you couldn't, you were so toxic, Carl. Nobody could take a pro-Sargon stance because you kept doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down on the idea that saying you would consider raping a fucking fellow member of parliament was just banter. Now, I've been around politics nearly as long as you. Not as long, you're older than me. Um, but um, let me just tell you, I have never heard a politician threaten to, well, not threaten to, but even joke about raping another politician in my entire life. Never. You know, it's almost as if there's like some sort of decorum when you step in a public life. Just saying. So, so um, I, underst I understand why you feel aggrieved because it's just a joke, right? And maybe the original joke you could have apologized for and said that was a different time in my life i'm a politician now i'm taking shit seriously i'd like to apologize to my fellow politician jess phillips but you didn't do that you doubled down and went well maybe i'd rape if i had enough beer <laughs> epic pants are you fucking mentally ill in what world like in you know did you think that was going to play out to your favor you fucking stupid prick anyway 
Sorry, guys, I'm ranting. I'm ranting. Let's just listen to how he goes after Nigel Farage here. It's so embarrassing. Is political correctness. Here's Nigel Farage denouncing me for my joke. Uh, but frankly, uh, the sooner this election's over with and UKIP closes down, the better it will be. It's, it's gone beyond a joke. Isn't it, it's, isn't it's it pretty disgusting it's that this person is even allowed to it's, be it's, putting himself up? It's extraordinary. You know, these comments are vile. How Okay, and now watch this. Stunning and brave. Politics has become coarser in recent years. But I'll put it yeah. to you. Look, do you not think that maybe you are partly responsible for that coarsening? I mean, just a few things that you've said in recent times. You said that if you didn't get the sort of Brexit you want, you'd don khaki, pick up a rifle, and that head to the a, front that line. That was a metaphor no, no. joke. Okay, no, okay. Said, let me excuse just... me. Said during a comedy evening. Okay, well, you right? described... Oh, it's a joke when you're doing it, Nigel, but not when I'm making jokes in a video clearly labelled comedy that's full of other jokes. What about... What about when the bit afterwards, when you were already on the campaign trail and you said that if you had enough beer, you would consider raping Jess Phillips? I'm just saying, you know, at that point, was that just a joke? Uh, and, 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 oh, Farage, you got Farage, you got him, you got him. By the way, Carl, uh, I'll, I'll explain this to you, um, since your fans evidently do like my content very much, <laughs> and they're trying to get my YouTube channel shut down. You might see this video on, on Twitch, I'd wager. Uh, good luck trying to get me shut down there. Um, let me just explain, like, taking pop shots at Nigel Farage is like shooting fish in a barrel. It's so fucking easy, because... He, he is about as low down the uh, political awareness, like, threshold you want to go. Like, imagine, I'll, I'll put it in a Game of Thrones reference for you so you understand it. Uh, at the top, you've got Varys. Well, you know, original Varys and original Littlefinger before the writers fucked them up. These are high Machiavellian politicians that see all the angles, see everything. Know how to present themselves, know what to say, know how to build alliances, know how to feather their own nests. <laughs> uh, Nigel Farage would probably be on an intellectual equivalent with Jon Snow if we're talking about politics. He is he just opens his mouth and says whatever he needs to say at any given time to win over the gallery um, And yet he is still smarter than you still able to get people to vote and support him uh, He is reviled by the political establishment. He is reviled by the media and yet his party is fucking 29 seats you meanwhile will now have to go back to the reality of being a YouTuber that makes no money for being a YouTuber, can't have a Patreon, don't make money off your videos, will never run again in politics, and you're just left with your little lord audience, which the more and more that comes out about you and all the fucking fake ops and psyops and all the bullshit you're running, it's all over. Within a year, dude, like, I hope you enjoyed this. This is the peak. This is the pinnacle. You had a chance to... To, to, to transition from being a fucking YouTuber that talked about politics to actually being directly involved in politics. And because you're so dumb and so narcissistic and so egotistical, you fucked it up. And like I say, a year, two years tops, no one's going to give a fuck. Your political run will just be an aberration, a blot on the landscape of British politics and... Your channel's going to wither and die, and you're going to have to get a day job. Oh, and by the way, good luck with that, when you're literally on record as saying, if you were drunk, you would consider raping a politician. Yeah. Enjoy that office gig, buddy. They won't leave you alone.
The media know how this game is played, and they know their power in this regard. You have been personally calling them out. Journalism. Here we are with one of the biggest changes in politics that's ever occurred, okay. and you're not even interested. Do you still What's want, wrong with the BBC? Do you still want to what roll, is wrong with the BBC? Do you still want to roll back gun controls and reintroduce handguns well, to this country? This sums it up. Do you know, I've been going around the country, speaking at pack rallies every night, and do you know who's not there? The BBC. And from this line of questioning now, I can see why. It's time that we stop bending the knee to political correctness because we have some really deep-seated issues right. that we actually have to address. For example... We need to make one thing very clear. This programme is not just about telling people that other families and other types of lifestyles exist. It's actually aggressively... By the way, if you can tell me how Carl Benjamin of Akkad gets to... Oh, I lost the election. Um, Nigel Farage, though, he made fun of me telling jokes, but he likes to tell jokes. But also, we've got problems with political correctness. And here's random footage of a Muslim cleric saying homosexuality is wrong. And I, I don't even, I can't connect these dots in my mind. Can you guys con connect it? Promoting them, giving it a positive spin, and telling people that it is okay for you to be Muslim and for you to be gay. Mr. Moffat, shame, 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 shame. Now, let me also just uh, remind you, um, <clears throat> you know, we've, we've had some, uh, con let's say, controversial uh, laws passed in America uh, recently. Um where um you know that they're, they're pretty much outlawing uh, abortions in alabama and they're trying to get this pushed uh statewide uh, countrywide not just to their state um and it's so regressive and insane in my opinion because americans they just love they love the idea of the baby even though um most scientists will tell you sentience can't possibly even begin until 18 weeks most likely 30 weeks based on on the break uh the the, the uh, structure of an embryo again by the by um <clears throat> you know they love their babies but of course once you're born and you're born poor uh go fuck yourself <laughs> you know we love you when you're in the womb right i'm out the womb now surely you will show me the same love and you will treat me with the same level of respect no 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 not in america baby sorry um yeah it, it, it's hilarious uh but anyway i just want to point out that uh yeah you know whatever you think about islam as a belief system um it's not just muslims um that that don't like uh or rather don't approve of gay people <laughs> do i need to explain this uh, i've seen many a christian protest um you know remember christians the supposed good guys in your fucking mind um uh, about homosexuality down the years so i think it's great that you have selectively chosen a uh, peaceful protest uh, outside of a school saying that uh, in their opinion a predominantly muslim school from what i remember reading in the in the papers um where, where people are protesting and again i obviously don't approve of this um that you shouldn't educate uh, people about homosexuals in in schools um but the idea that this is like a big problem <laughs> and like we need to this is like the bedrock of the ukip uh political thing and why we have to stand up to political correctness 
I just don't know where you're going with this. I don't know how you get to this. I don't know how you get to Nigel. Nigel, right, me losing an election, Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage making jokes and being a hypocrite, and here's some Muslims. I don't know how you get there. I don't know how you get there, Carl. And of course, the response to this from my favourite politician, Jess Phillips, was to tell them that they weren't being Muslims correctly, as if she knows. I think what is happening here, the worst thing about it, is that it's damaging so, the reputation of a community, a peaceful and loving community that I have lived in my entire life. So why on Saturday? Why on Saturday? Going to what, call with all due respect, with, with all due respect, to the with all due respect, children there's, in this there's 600 school. children who have withdrawn. Their, there are 600 children who have not turned up at school that's, today. That's what I'm afraid. No, 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 no. That's 600 children. There. There's, there's, we've counted only 120, okay. 230. Now, for, first now, of all, you have your say. With all due respect, with all due respect, how have you become so intolerant? towards us when parents why have you why has sarah Hugh i don't know jess according to dr omar khan of the running me trust's definition why are we talking about any of this i'm pretty sure that it's like it's like sargon's lost the election and he's like shit right i need to do my greatest hits album like i gotta start singing like all that you want is another baby yeah like we get it right you don't like you don't like islam we get we get that i don't know how i don't know how this links to fucking anything to do with why you got fucking clowned at the european elections like i just don't understand like why are we why are we revisiting all of this like do you even know anymore do you even know like this is the face like of a guy who's like the cogs are ticking like where do i go now like what do i do now what do I literally do now? Like, I threw it all out there. I'm sure in his mind, the end game was somehow he squeaked in and won the election. And then, haha, you can't fuck with me now, motherfuckers. Well, yeah, you lost, though. And now everything's fair game. Uh, you, you, you know, your YouTube channel will probably get fucking banned very soon. So, what's this? Better, better make it look like the establishment are attacking me for these reasons by saying a bunch of unrelated shit. What you are doing is standing against an expression of Muslimness. So yes, you are in fact intolerant. In fact, by the definition that the Labour Party are pushing, you're a bloody Islamophobe. And if you think these problems are going away, you are wrong. We can't give in the Birmingham school on the front line of anti-LGBT <sighs> protests. Well, that's just brilliant. Who exactly is equipped to deal with this philosophical conundrum? Certainly none not of the you. current parties that we have who are too afraid of even mentioning the words Islam or English. Even the chair of the Equality and Human Rights Commission is starting to become aware of just how damaging identity politics is to British politics. This is a problem that is growing. It is not receding yeah. and is being overshadowed This, this was by about Brexit the European elections, now. guys. But when that problem goes, <laughs> we will still be stuck with it. Yes. And so we need to prepare. And so that, in my opinion, was what the MEP elections were about. Because you have to remember, these were just dropped in our lap. I mean, we, no one ever thought that we were going to have MEP elections. And we had no time to prepare. We had no time to... Back to excuses. We had no time to prepare. So I probably made a few mistakes along the way. Um, looking back, probably shouldn't have said I would consider raping that politician if I was drunk. Um, no problem, though. In, you live and you learn, right? I mean, who could have known that joking about raping a fellow politician uh, would be poison to a political career. Who could have figured that out, honestly? Who could have figured that out? Who, who could have figured that out? But now we do. 
Right, and and then what he what he segues into now is uh, this video of him in the on the campaign trail, and I'll I'm not gonna play all of this, but I just want to play the first bit where I think you will get an idea about the boomer cringe that is Sargon on the campaign trail and how he fixated it in his mind compared to the actual reality of what his political campaign was. Is that we essentially stay in campaign mode, and this is what I was saying on the campaign trail itself. Carl, lovely to meet you again. Good lovely to see you here. Why? Because it has to be done. It just has to be done. We can't allow things to carry on this way. So, remember, this is a guy who said he had no time to prepare, uh, he wasn't taking the political campaign very seriously, that he knew, you know, that oh, obviously Farage's party was going to win. Uh, just listen to this again and tell me this isn't uh, the, the phraseology of a chronic narcissist and egotist. Right? It has to be done. What I'm doing has to be done. I'm such a fucking martyr. It just has to be done. We can't allow things to say this way. Lovely to meet you again. Lovely to see you here. Why? Because it has to be done. It just has to be done. We can't allow things to carry on this way. He's so brave. He's so brave. And, and you know, it's hard for me to sit here and, and be like, oh, how can we not admire, um, you know, Carl of Swindon? Um, just incredible. Unfortunately, this entire clip is is unbelievably cringeworthy. Um, oh, should I play it? Oh, this, my this my stuff's always crazy. Oh, yes. I mean, what 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 we're doing is effectively some kind of democratic revolution, and oh god, oh no, oh make it stop, make it fucking stop the revolution. <laughs> Not the revolution, right? You remember how every leftist says they're in, they're engaged in the fucking revolution, you know, because they fucking do the chant, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, and it's not even syllabically, if that's indeed a word, a good chant, or you know, hey hey ho ho, racist Trump has got to go. This is the revolution, guys. Do you honestly think you fucking talking in a microphone to fucking fifty fucking people in a park is part of the political? revolution great revolution by the way you took the party that was in a place to create this revolution <laughs> so far backwards they they're dead now great revolution carl love love that revolution like all revolutionaries we're gonna get oh god don't oh, he's called himself a revolutionary okay pushback from the establishment we're gonna get the establishment's getting me by the people who are invested in the way things are done at the moment. Oh, someone threw a milkshake on me. Whether it's financially or morally or politically. But we've got to carry on because we should... I mean, I shouldn't need to have anyone protecting me doing this. I'm, I'm really not a very controversial guy if you actually look at... <laughs> imagine, imagine it. Imagine not even being able to read the fucking room. Um, I'm not a very controversial guy. I'm just the only uh, British political figure that's ever joked about raping another British political figure. Not that controversial. Uh, I'm recorded having uh, used the N-word while talking to ra actual provable racists. I have freely associated and debated Richard Spencer. I've been banned from multiple social media platforms for posting anything.
anything from a range of you know supposedly false and racist crime statistics to um gay hardcore gay pornography i'm not a controversial figure guys i don't think you understand how bland and milquetoast british politics actually is <laughs> like um you know like oh he's had sex with someone who wasn't his wife controversial you very much are a controversial figure and you've been deliberately inflammatory your entire career so why the fuck wouldn't you need a detail if i need a fucking bodyguard to come out and talk about counter-strike you obviously will need a fucking um bodyguard to go on a campaign trail i mean that's just how it is like for fuck's sake but it, it, it's just insane want politically it, i've done that yeah it's not I've very controversial that. is it i do not find it controversial at all. It's, it's in no way objectionable. I, and so yeah. why am I getting attacked by very otherwise fine people who, you know, nice middle class, they pay their taxes, they, they go to their jobs, they're, they're very well liked in their communities. What, what is it that is making them radical? You know, making them violent. And it is the media. It's misrepresentation by the media. The media is deliberately coming along. I mean, I'm not saying the media haven't misrepresented some of the stuff he says, because obviously they have. Uh, but um, it, it, it seems to me really disingenuous to say I'm a provocateur, and then when you provoke people, you go help, help. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's like ah, oh, the bees. <laughs> They're defending themselves somehow. It's like yeah, dude. For fuck's sake, like uh, that—that's how it is. And literally, imagine, imagine this: you're 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 sat there, you're reading the paper, and suddenly yeah, I'm actually slimmer than Sargon. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that. What the media's saying, yeah, and they buy into it, and as soon as I challenge them, they can't tell me what I've said, where I've said it, why I said it, what the context was, and it all just melts away. And you realise that these are just the kind of the sort of moral busybodies who feel the need to go over and give you a piece of their mind because they're offended, and that. I just stop talking, dude. So as I said, I was really well aware of what was going to happen because this really was Nigel Farage's time. He sucked up all of the. <laughs> oh, you must be the only person in the world who fucking saw that coming, then, because even seasoned political analysts didn't think it was Farage's time. He was he was completely written off in the press, completely written off in in coverage. People were saying it was the last act of a desperate man. Channel Four did non-stop coverage about supposed financial impropriety. There was some mentally ill fucking journalist who said because he was taking pay, uh, the the Brexit party took PayPal donations, and PayPal donations can come from anywhere in the world. That have violated uh, party campaign law about taking foreign donations, which clearly isn't what it was interpreted uh, uh, as. Um, that same mentally ill journalist, by the way, said that, look, somebody called Vladimir Putin has donated five euros. So are they being funded by the Kremlin? Oh, yes. Yeah, loads of people thought it was Nigel Farage's time. I mean, there was just no way any other outcome could have happened. Nigel Farage, that, that beloved politician in the political establishment. Lots of boomer conservatives who voted to leave <laughs> and rightfully so you... want to leave. Carl, Carl, I'm, I'm no spring chicken, but you don't get to use the word boomer, dog. Like, that's 100% all the way out of your vocab right now. Like, I can barely get away with it. You're outrageous, son. You're outrageous, son speed hopefully he gets us out of the european union but like i said that's not going to be the end of the story and there's no one else left to actually challenge these things from a position that supports british values and i think that ukip will become that party and that's why honestly now is the time to join right sargon of akkad's opinion is
after an unprecedented defeat at the polls after the party being brought to the brink of total collapse now is the time to join <laughs> now now is the time to join yet we've won zero seats we have zero political power we have zero influence but now is the time to join the party like we're at rock bottom so now is the time to get on board well tell, tell me more about this rationale carl because it seems to me the best thing the party could do is just pack up and go home but but i'm, I'm an open-minded guy tell me more the leadership election is coming up and okay so gerard batten's gonna go the guy who brought you in what do you think is a replacement will do okay but no problem no problem all right let's hear you out sorry i, I interrupted you carl sorry my bad if you join you can vote for the next leader now it won't be me obviously but there, there are no one is talking about you as leading the ukip party um that is again your deranged narcissism leaking into reality it, you're absolutely right it won't be you um i would be amazed if you are even allowed to be affiliated with the party on even a cursory level but okay okay sorry Carl, i'm doing that i'm interrupting you again let's um let's any other people in ukip who are just as tough and dogged and determined as jared batten is mm. and are looking forward to taking the fight to the radical left because the communists mm. are multiplying that oh it's the communists now okay right i always thought if uh, um you see again this is just me i always thought if you conflated the radical left and communists uh you were just an idiot that for example if you tried to shut down uh aoc um or you know on the basis that venezuela i thought you were a moron um so w what do i know though yeah it's the communists that are really to blame it's it is the fucking commies um let's uh well they do tell me more about how we shut down the this communist threat call not receding the islamists are multiplying they are not receding so we got communists and islamists right gotcha gotcha we need to have a voice in politics and so two diametrically opposed groups i mean if you were smart right you would just be like that guy out with the modern remake of godzilla and let them fight you would just stand back and you know because those two things can't coexist but okay no problem go away nigel farage might want us to go away the political establishment might want us to go away but that's all the more reason why we've got to stay because this campaign really was quite a phenomenal thing in my opinion now they didn't translate the polls obviously <laughs> now listen this no this campaign was a phenomenal thing guys this political campaign the only place where it would count would be at the polls and it didn't translate at the polls so it didn't translate at the polls right guys it didn't but it was still <laughs> but it was still no it was still a phenomenal thing it was still a phenomenal thing it just didn't translate at the polls you know um but we still made a big difference and i'm i'll tell you about that difference because there's too much else going on but we achieved a hell of a lot mm. we now know ex you certainly did you achieved record lows for ukip you're the first party in any political um uh, election uh, on a european level to go from being the number one voted party to rock bottom zero seats in the space of five years you have also achieved taking a resident 
supposedly respected politician in the form of Gerard Batten, who has held a seat for 15 years, and you've also made sure that that is eradicated. I mean, there's some unprecedented record-breaking stuff taking place. I absolutely do agree with you. Exactly how to run these kinds of campaigns. And like I said in the clip, I'm going to do these bigger and better every month. We're going to leaflet to let locals know that we're going to be there. That's going to get the local press involved. We are going to fill out the town squares regarding these debates. And I think the first one we'll do will probably be Jess Phillips in the LGBTQ lobby versus conservative Muslims. That'll be an interesting debate for us to have. Right, Carl, are you a politician or are you Jerry fucking Springer? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what does this even mean? What does this got to do? The elections are over, my friend. Um, so what you're saying is you want to get a town square where you have, like, an LG, uh, LGBT fucking Q lobbyist and a fucking conservative Muslim, and we're just going to bear bait them, and everyone's going to be like, Ooh, well, this, this is YouTube content, Carl. This isn't how politics works. Just saying. Uh, probably you should, you know not conflated to uh it, it, yeah whatever you're gonna get those leaflets out there it, it's gonna be fine have won't it the point being we are going to do politics outside of westminster beyond right. the reach of the gate outside of where it counts excellent idea outside of where the votes matter good call like it keepers and we are going to invite the public to come in and listen mm. to us and i honestly think that given the national attention these issues are getting mm. they'll want to why wouldn't they and I think we can really do a lot of good in raising UKIP's profile as a free speech party. You've definitely already rose its, uh, risen its profile to unprecedented levels. I mean, it has now become such a laughing stock. It is now, the, it, you know, all the headlines aren't even Brexit party wins. It's UKIP party is dead. <laughs> so, I mean, you've definitely achieved that. I mean, no doubt about it, Carl. I mean, straight up, hands off, uh, hats off to you hands up uh, what you've done is is unprecedented uh, everybody is talking about the failure of ukip and very little else at these elections so yes you have absolutely uh, done things that nobody thought possible that is committed to british values and i don't want to speak too soon but polling actually indicates that's already happening wait what there's some polling data that tells you these elections were actually a big win oh do go on. If you look at UKIP's polling demographics, it might be low on average. Okay, right. <laughs> low on average, you say. Okay, but but you know we we know statistics can be deceptive, right? So so what have you found, Carl? But among certain core groups, it's really good. According to this Servation poll from a couple of months ago, mm. UKIP were the second most popular party in the country with 18 to 24 year olds wow incredible okay 14 percent second only to the labor party mm. and 10 percent at 25 to 34 year olds now i would suggest that that means that the youtubers have done their job <laughs> no guys guys they <laughs> no you idiots you see you idiots, dude. You fucking idiots. It wasn't even their fault. You idiots. It wasn't even their fault that they fucking flopped at the polls. You fucking idiots. Because the YouTubers did their job, you see. Because even though they didn't win a single seat, look, look at these young people. We were only just behind Labour. 
you know, which is the go-to party of young lefties. We were only just behind them. So that says, I, you know, listen, whatever you want to say about me, Carl Sargon of a card of Swindon, um, I did my bit, you know, and I did. I, I definitely am not to blame in any way for our failure at the polls. I was brought in to appeal to the kids and, and, and the kids that don't know better, and I did that. I did that, as proven by that, you know, all that footage. So, so the YouTubers are actually not to blame. And fuck you if you dare say otherwise. And like I said, mm. it's going to be a 20-year plan to defeat the communists. Okay. So, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Um a twenty. So you have a twenty-year political plan as UKIP um, to to defeat the communists. So the people who are voting for you now will be thirty-eight in twenty years, and and or or fifty-four. Okay, but in twenty years, in twenty years, yeah, this is a twenty-year plan. That it was it was all a twenty-year plan, guys. It was it was all about dudes dudes again see this is this is why i can't talk politics to you idiots because don't you get it like don't you understand that it wasn't really about these elections and all these like issues that exist now carl's not thinking about oh look there's some muslims over there complaining about schools and that and ooh, political correctness and ooh, let's get let's get brexit going on. He, he's thinking 20 years ahead you fucking momos how could you not understand? Like, you gotta get on his level. He's like fucking Paul Atreides. Like, he's took the fucking spice. Na, 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 na. And he's fucking way ahead, man. He's fucking so far out there compared to you idiots. He's 20 years down the road. So if you don't fucking join, if you don't fucking join UKIP now, you see, you won't get it in 20 years, you fucking... Ah, it, 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 honestly, you gotta sympathize with him, man. Imagine being a political visionary like this and 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 having to deal with you people. Like fucking hell, can't quit now. We've cut mm. our teeth on an election that was really rather irrelevant, and frankly, I never wanted in the first place. We shouldn't have ever had MEP elections, and it's a dramatic failure of the establishment that they were allowed to happen at all in the first place. Mm. It's a complete humiliation for the you Conservatives and Labour, and politics in this country is changing. We should capitalise oh, on it. Yes. We can do things here that draw them out, draw them out to debate us, and every single time... You know, I will say this, it doesn't matter if you're left or right, debate culture is cancer. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. If you have ever, unironically, uh, the phrase, fucking debate me, bro, like, reevaluate your life. Because <laughs> um, let me tell you what, and again, I've said it multiple times, and everybody hates it, but it's just the truth. Here's what a debate on YouTube or any other medium is. I hold this ideological position. You hold that ideological position. Let's shout past each other for 40 minutes, and then we'll retreat back to our echo chambers, who will tell us universally we won. Nothing changes. Nothing's achieved. There's not. There's not even a format in place. There's no like moderator who goes. Sorry, but you the discussions about this, and you brought up this, so shut the fuck up. Nope. Debate culture on YouTube is a fucking AIDS. It is unbelievably bad. Um, and yet 
these people all think and also the worst thing it did was it gave anybody that was capable of saying you know um a plus b you know a plus b equals c it gave people who were capable of like grasping that concept this illusion of intelligence indeed the reason that carl thinks he's an intellectual powerhouse is because he like had a discussion with somebody and he did a gotcha once and then everyone went oh shit you got him you got him this meme this meme they did that and he now fucking thinks that he's actually uh intelligent and it's like no um you you and an idiot shouted at each other and in that the idiot uh, the bigger idiot made more mistakes than you and you probably had a bigger fan base and they told you you were right this is not how actual debate like again you want to see what a debate looks like you know you go watch like what christopher hitchens was doing where it was like structured you have two minutes to make an opening statement you have two minutes to make an opening statement you get to make a rebuttal you get to make a rebuttal there's a moderator who's like a professor of like whatever the topic is well, yes i'm a uh, theologian actually but uh, i found some of christopher hitchens points to be incredibly uh, insightful and nuanced and at the end they all shake hands and everyone goes and enjoys a fucking stiff brandy and a cigar and yet you you think you're on that level and you're not. You're just a fucking moron. Sorry, dude. When they came into contact with us, they got shredded. I think it's time for us to start building. And finally... It's definitely a good time to start building, Carl. Because um, all that rubble... <laughs> all that rubble that's been tumbling down off the UKIP party this entire time... That rubble... Um, if you've ever worked on a building site, which I know you haven't, Carl, because you've never done a hard day's... Uh, work in your life um despite you trying to be mr blue collar um, we call that hardcore and uh, you put that down man that's part of your foundations so it's definitely a great time to build because <laughs> there's nothing of you kip left so yes absolutely now is the time to build uh now is the time to build um for sure because uh you kip is gonna make the foundations or whatever comes next and i sincerely hope you're not involved in building whatever it is but but anyway sorry i, I will let you get to the end uh we'll, we'll just do the embarrassing thing and then we'll talk about optic for a little bit okay thank you to everyone who supported for us and the sixty thousand people in the southwest i think it was that voted for us i really appreciate all your help and all your support and thanks for coming out and making the events honestly so fun like yeah, this yeah it looked like you were having a good time with all that milkshake shit yeah campaign was a massive adventure we didn't know what we were going to find at every town that we went to mm. and just some amazing stuff happened we managed to draw the media out into their most vile and toxic form and they really <laughs> seem to have shot their wad on this they haven't kept any powder dry i mean what if i stood for another position what are they going to throw at me um all the same shit <laughs> <laughs> Again, the narcissism! Uh, they would just throw all the same shit and it would just be as valid because she never walked any of it back, nor apologized, nor have shown any demonstrable human growth of any kind. Uh, just, just as a rule, again, when it comes to uh, voting, you have a YouTube channel that represents a very, very, even though you're closing in on a million and in, inexplicably, uh, it represents a very, very small percentage of the UK uh, population. And uh, generally... 
people don't want their politicians joking about raping other politicians. It's just a rule. And that's not all you did. You know, my breakdown of all the dumb shit you said uh, was was uh, pretty extensive, actually. Not only did you not know, um, you know, what an MEP actually does, you didn't understand certain key parts of, uh, you know... Uh, you know, European parliamentary law, you constantly kept bringing up things that weren't related, you, every time you were attacked on what was a pretty fair basis, you kind of like, try to bat it away by going, oh, it's the politically correct lobby, you know, look, no one like, no one who likes freedom of speech likes political correctness, dude, but what you do, like, you're so intellectually incapable of operating within the parameters of a very set game. It's very, you know, it's, you just have to make a few sacrifices and just be of an above average intelligence and you'll probably be okay as a politician. You can't, you didn't, you failed, no problem. You're still laboring under, under the delusion you're a suitable political candidate. Carl, please, stop. Bloody amazing. And imagine the re They've gone as hard as they can on, frankly, an irrelevant election. And I think they got a bit unnerved. I think they got a bit scared. The media actually lost this one, says Carl, the man who is probably single-handedly responsible for UKIP not getting a single seat in this election. It was actually the media that lost, no problem. Say so congratulations to Tommy Robinson's getting 40,000 votes for one man. The media are trying to portray this as if it's some giant humiliation. It's not. It's bloody amazing. And imagine the reaction that they'll have if Tommy stood as a councillor in Rotherham. I know it might look like we're at a nadir at this point, but this was not our time. This was Nigel Farage's time. He had the connections and the money and the name and the political circumstance, and he took advantage of this and succeeded magnificently. Congratulations, Mr. Farage. I hope you get the Brexit that we're all expecting. In the meantime, UKIP are going to be the only party who are going to tackle political correctness, mass immigration, Islamic extremism, and the you radical left. Have journalism. <laughs> Good. You have fun with that, dude. <laughs> Just have fun with it, my friend. Me and five other people in a room will be tackling all of those things. I mean, so brave. Ah, oh, so brave. What a fucking idiot this guy is. I, I can't deal with it. There was a long... I'll say it, guys. I'll say it. Back in 2014, I want to say, pre-Gamergate or whatever, um, I'd come across one or two of his videos. Like, I, I don't even have the heart. Like, I, I think I did it before last time we streamed about this guy. I, like, nearly scrolled back and, like, looked. You know, I remember him as a dude who was, like, you know, here's a fucking Greek philosopher, like, you know, or a famous historical figure uh that that existed um and his uh me like you know breaking down uh, a philosophical text or you know talking about some broader political stuff i can't pinpoint where he went mental but i i, I will tell you not everybody is cut out to be an actual fully three-dimensional um living uh personality it definitely takes its toll because you either go you either go to the, I mean, people say I, I skew more this way. You either go to the unbelievable, like, paranoid stage uh, where you think everyone's out to get you. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just basing it based on actual threats and stuff I have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I got a public appearance in, like, a week. And um, I'm, I'm dreading it because, you know, it's in, a, it's in a place where, I, I, you know, 
might get shot, right? There's already people who've like issued threats, but whatever, not a problem. People say I'm I'm mental, but like not everyone's cut out for it. But then, oh, you go the other way and you just believe like the people will love me no matter what. Yes, it is I, Buddy Christ, Carl of Cad. Um, it's it's crazy. It's fucking so so crazy, dude. Like I I I, I don't understand it at all. Anyway, lots of fun. It's all over now, by the way. What makes what 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 I think is hilarious is that he's still clinging on to this idea that UKIP's going to be a relevant party. I, like, I have no idea what kind of hands it falls in. G Gerard Batten will have to stand down in the coming weeks or months. He has to go. Um, no one, he, no one will have confidence in his leadership. I mean, it's typical in political parties in the UK. As soon as a leader can't win his own seat, <laughs> you're not fit to lead the party. I mean, that's the rule. It's happened to multiple people. I want to say uh, William Hague for the Conservatives. So um, we'll we'll wait and we'll see uh, about this one. But the idea that you now is the time to join UKIP, guys. Let me tell you, um, if you want to get politically active in Britain, which I even though I don't do myself, I totally adhere and respect. There are much much better parties to pick than UKIP. I mean, just straight up. Put it this way, Plaid Cymru, uh, which most of you won't know, Plaid Cymru got more fucking votes. Uh, than UKIP. And <laughs> Plaid Cymru is the party of Wales. <laughs> and it's a party for Welsh independence. That's like its principal thing. Um, so just uh, just putting that out there. Um, I think they got a vote from me one election. Uh, yeah, Plaid, Plaid Cymru. Plaid Cymru. Um... By the way, if any of you fuckers think I'm pronouncing that wrong, go look at the Wikipedia page. It is literally Plaid Cymru. That is exactly how you pronounce C-Y-M-R-U. Cymru or Cymraig, if you're talking about um, Wales. If I remember rightly, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, Cymraig means Welsh, but... Uh, Cymru means something else, I think. It doesn't mean Welsh. It means like, it might just mean... There's a distinction between the Welsh language, which is Cymraeg, and Cym Cymru, which I think is the Wel Wales, the country. Anyway, been a long time. Been a long time. Um... Do I think the UK should set against but us individual nations? I think anyone that has walked the United Kingdom knows the fundamental differences between Scots, between Welsh, between Northern Ireland, between uh, the northeast of England, between the Midlands, between uh, London. Um, you know, they should all have their uh, decentralized uh, governments, honestly. Each, each region should have its own elected figurehead and their own um, right to determine what uh, laws they're governed by locally, kind of in the same way you have in America, where you have a federal law, an agreement that you have these laws up here that everyone in, in the union will adhere to. And you have state laws, which is we do things differently. In Nevada, we can gamble. Uh, we go to Texas, we can't. 
you know um and that's that's what i think we need in in britain and we've needed that for a long time because um it's very it's very culturally different um for 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 example um it's little things it's little things that get people's nose out of joint it's like when you go to london um so the northeast of england used to i haven't checked the statistics recently but they used to put the most money into the national lottery in case you don't know we have a national lottery system that is that you ever you can you can put your numbers on pay a pound that pound goes into a national float and uh, it's super weighted towards whoever picks like the seven or eight or nine numbers and gets it right and who you know if you get them all correct out of a hundred um you know numbers to choose from you win the bulk of the of the prize pool but what they do is they also take a portion of that money and they use it for national works well the northeast england puts the most into the lottery because we're the most economically disenfranchised we're the most poor who takes the most out regionally london they build uh opera houses in london worth 29 million pounds you know wonderful architecture wonderful from a cultural perspective but if you live in the northeast of england and you go to a fucking school where there's 40 kids in a class and everyone's failing because the teachers aren't great and you go to a hospital and people are dying of treatable cancers because the medicine ain't great the last thing i want my fucking lottery money going on is giving londoners rich londoners you know surrounded by the banking industry and everything else a good fucking night out at the opera right that seems unfair you know um so there is there is huge regional disparity there is huge regional disparity in our country and i think what's important is we recognize that and we give the northeast the right to challenge the things like for example the bank bailouts why the fuck should people in the northeast pay for the bank bailouts we don't want it if you want it in london close to the financial centers of britain and get all the benefits of that you do it we don't want to do it. We get nothing out of that. We've been getting fucked by banks for fucking 100 years. We, we ain't bailing you out. Fuck you. We should have a vote on that. Um, so I think I think regional, um, you know, like states laws, if you want, would be way better. So.